0: Hi, everyone. How have your weeks been? It's been a busy week in Chez Bailey with just me womaning the fort this week whilst recording, sending out proposals and getting set for South by Southwest Edu. Did you know there's a special discount for the EdTech podcast listeners? Excellent. You can cash in the $50 discount code, which is in the show notes at southbysouthwestedu.com. I'm staying with a family friend in Austin who has requested not tea from an incoming British visit, but homemade jam. So if I don't return from customs, you know why. What else this week? Well, this week's podcast is sponsored by Circle with Disney and the EdTech podcast Old Faves, Full Fabric. Circle with Disney got in touch via Twitter thinking I was based in the US, but although they're yet to come to the UK, they're still saying hi to all of you lovely listeners because our second biggest audience are in the US, but wherever you are, hello. So what is Circle? Well, I think everyone listening has probably cried to Bambi or Dumbo, so you know what Disney is. Circle with Disney is a little device designed for families to help manage content and time spent online across devices in the home. It pairs to Wi-Fi routers and 4G or Wi-Fi networks of tablets, PCs, smartphones and all devices it's connected with and allows parents to filter content, set time limits and bedtime across platforms like YouTube, Minecraft, Facebook, Netflix and Snapchat. Which reminds me of when my mum tragically pulled the plug from our Amstrad PC on a hot summer's day just before we could crush the boss man on Kung Fu Master. I didn't thank her then, but I definitely do now. The best thing is, the kind folks at Circle have sorted out special free shipping and a $10 off discount for you listeners if you go to meetcircle.com and enter the code EdTech. The code will be live till the 31st of March. Thank you, Circle. Next up, our friends at Full Fabric with a message to all the higher education listeners out there. If you work in university admissions and you're considering ways to streamline your marketing and onboarding processes, check them out. Full Fabric is developed by a team who worked within a university and were frustrated by the experience of supporting students effectively. They realised any software solution developed needed to be fully customisable to help universities recruit, market to and admit students in one place. All data is hosted on the cloud, meaning it can be accessed anytime, anywhere and on a range of devices. If that sounds of interest to you, you can request a free consultation about your university's admissions process by visiting learn.fullfabric.com forward slash podcast. Thank you to all of this week's sponsors. And if you would like to inquire about future sponsorship opportunities, please email the edtechpodcast at gmail.com. Now, onto this first of a three part episode on EdTech trends recorded at BET 2017. You'll hear from a variety of people including speakers, attendees and exhibiting companies from across the Edu and EduTech world. There'll be an ICT coordinator of a school district in Sweden responsible for 8,000 students, an IT advisor from the UAE Ministry of Education and the co-founder of one of the most recognised edtech success stories in the UK among the many voices, including the Global Teacher Prize winner of 2016, Hanan al Harub, with a strong message on ditching administrative, administrative strain on teachers. What I picked up from this year's bet, and you can see the blog post in the show notes, was number one, times are tough financially. Number two, international from the off. Given the UK squeeze on budgets, UK edtech companies are now launching with international expansion in mind from day one. Number three, student-teacher ratio. The Oxford model of one-to-one student and teacher relationships is under immense pressure, which is good news for online tutoring companies like the BET Award winning Chute. Number four, where are the chatbots? Given the above pressure on student-teacher ratios, I was surprised to not see more chatbots at BET 2017. I'll be interviewing a Nordic chatbot out at South by Southwest Edu and I will report back on what tantalising conversation we have. Number five. VR, can we go beyond leaping dolphins into simulated science labs? My question is around how applicable this still is within a school environment. Number six, digital skills, attitudes and values. This year's STEAM Village had expanded considerably, but the discussion around coding has become more sophisticated. If AI is to automate basic mass functionality, won't coding go that way too? Number seven, AI was a hot topic at BET 2017. Nothing gets to the heart of the matter like the potential to lose your job or become irrelevant to society. Number eight, efficacy beyond measuring standards. How can we start measuring all those skills, values and attitudes which might evade AI and sit outside of some of the comparative tables out there? Something I know the University of Cambridge have just started a big project on. Number nine, if you haven't already, you should also check out episode 52 and 53, the live podcast on Steam and the rated explicit interview with angel edtech investor Richard Taylor, both also recorded at BET and excellent listening material for very different reasons. Number 10. Okay, with all of that as a backdrop, let's get started. Okay, so this is uh, really an honor for me, Um, so I'm here with uh, Hanan al-Haroub and also with the lovely Sam, her translator and uh, we are at BET, so the first day of BET and um, I'm here to really find out a little bit um, from Hanan about what you're speaking about today and what you're excited to communicate to the, the leaders here from all around the world.
1: I'm I'm here to speak as a for the International Teacher Day for
2: 2016
1: and what leadership means for for such a teacher
2: I will
1: speak about leadership inside the class as a, uh, a leader, as a teacher leader
0: And um, could you tell us a little bit about your your own story as well and how you got to become the the Global Teacher Prize winner. So I read a little bit about the experiences of your children and how that took you on a a journey. Of course, my
1: story is not an easy one. It was a Bombay Road.
2: And the situation we we have is extremely dire, especially especially as teachers,
1: and we are forced to find solutions for all the problems we're facing. All our students
2: have got got
1: unorthodox behavior sometimes and they are not even ready for classroom teaching.
2: Therefore, it's a process of providing knowledge and and
1: teaching is not an easy process in this sense unless,
2: unless we have provided alternatives and
1: solutions. And I have found a few of these solutions.
2: One uh, of those uh, is uh, to
1: inspire uh, hope uh, inside uh, those students' hearts and give them confidence despite all the harsh circumstances.
2: Uh, uh, And I could change the suffering
1: into a motivation for them for the better so that they can change uh, and concentrate
2: on all positive
1: aspects and have a better and look at the half full glass. Learning is such a strong motivation to change the situation that they live in.
2: And um, and, and what's the
0: purpose of education for you? So everyone has their different philosophy of education. To me, if
1: you ask me, uh, education is about how teacher gives way, uh, teacher's way of living. And how he teaches students, or she teaches students how to face those difficulties and learn skills so that they can overcome the difficulties and live their lives in a successful way.
0: And. Um, the podcast that I run, so that's the EdTech podcast, so we also look at if there's a role of technology in that kind of education practice. Has that ever played a part or what what's your perspective on technology in schools or for learning?
1: Certainly. Technology has been a crucial part uh, that has been providing us more time and, and making it much easier for us to teach inside the classroom. Technology for me is the crux of my methodology in a way that if i wanted to provide information i would even for example give them videos and some visual aid so that they know about this place i'm talking about
2: since Since my pedagogy includes
1: also some electronic games that make it also a way of teaching i even give them the syllabus in electronic manner so that it facilitates their teaching and learning Uh, so that the learning process become more enjoyable and uh, a nice experience.
0: I, d- I wasn't aware of that. So, um, no. do the students use their own devices?
2: No, we don't have the financial
1: ability so that we can provide every student. But we have just one one machine on which we have a projector, uh, connected, to, uh, projector connected to a computer that all students can look and make use of. And, and
0: connected to the internet as well? No, no, also the internet. One question I asked all the the other Global Teacher Prize nominees in the top ten was around this idea of what do you think, in terms of leaders here, they can do to help ensure the success of teachers like yourself? Um, My own view,
1: I think it's the freedom
2: for for teachers
1: inside, the liberty for them.
2: To break, all, to break
1: all the, um, the, the clashes or, or everything that is uh, um, stopping us from, teach, uh, from being teachers and giving, uh, uh, using all the methodologies that we're looking for.
2: The rules and regulations by education directories
1: are a uh, hurdle uh, towards our creativity and using our own methodology. They don't even provide us with sufficient time so that we can contribute with our own methodology and way of teaching and ideas.
2: I think
1: that teachers should be allowed more confidence and liberty inside the classroom.
0: That's really interesting. As I was at an event yesterday, and um, they were looking at, so in China, they have larger class sizes, but the teachers get uh, a longer amount of time for their own personal development. So I think they only teach half the time and then the rest of the time they you know, have time for planning or time for personal development. Hmm.
1: this is what I was exactly talking about Uh, the time, sufficient time should be allowed there's a large amount of time that is just uh, wasted by administrative work
2: this time should be compensated
1: for creativity and discover all these hidden talents in students and concentrate on them
0: and uh, and do you enjoy traveling to places like this and what do you have uh, coming up in 2017?
2: Last year, uh, I was the winner of the International Teacher uh, provided
1: by Varki Foundation.
2: Uh, and winning gave me more
1: confidence and also to all the teachers around the world uh,
2: so that it makes those uh,
1: people in education concentrate even more on teachers
2: and concentrate on their
1: role in societies
2: concentration
1: next year will be especially this year to proceed within within my methodology so that I can inspire teachers teachers as well as you
2: <laughs>
0: with my vision that teachers are the real
1: forces that can make or affect the change.
0: And how can people connect with you, or if they want to partner with you in this vision, how can they go about doing that?
1: I started a foundation called Hanan Harubi for creative teaching, which aims to which aims to concentrate on creativity for teachers and training, teacher training as well.
2: But last year, due to To
1: being very extremely busy, I couldn't concentrate so much. So this year, my whole effort will be concentrated on it. My email as well. You can concentrate or communicate with me through Twitter, email, or any other social media. I also always uh, try to uh, communicate with all teachers around the world.
0: Well, Hanan, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I'm really delighted that you're here today. Shukran, thank you. Me too. So, um, hello. Hi. So I'm here with John Tiss, who is the co-founder of Show My Homework. At BET, the big announcement is around Satchel. Could you tell us a little bit about that, please?
3: Yeah, so um, we're created by a former assistant head. So um, when he first started and he was in education, the VLE was the big buzzword. Um, This one central place with lots of different things that are all valuable for schools, uh, but never really got used because it was one big box with all these different wonderful things, but you had to have it all. So we created Show My Homework, we found our little niche, our homeschool communication, but then our schools were coming back to us saying, well, it'd be great if we could tighten with this and with that. So with the kudos, issuing praise when students are giving good pieces of work back in for marking, detentions when they're not obviously giving work back in, and so we're kind of reimagining the, the virtual learning, right, that learning um, platform, mm-hmm. but allowing teachers and schools to have that flexibility to pick and choose what they actually want, but providing them with the same service that, you know, was working for them. we show my homework, yep. the dedication, the support, six days a week, you know, ensuring that students, parents and teachers are always supported without trying to overwhelm them and say, here's this big box of stuff. You have to use everything so
0: they can pick modules of what they want
3: uh we call them apps rather than modules okay. um and so it's a, a customization for the school based on what the school's needs are okay. but again so it's sort of um, we've, we've gone full circle so from yep. having the vle to then having sort of individual sort of providers So now, sort of bringing it back under one roof, but allowing that school to have the flexibility of what they want.
0: And will the Show My Homework brand still continue as a sub-brand, or it it will? It's just as you can
3: see, we're powered by Satchel, so Satchel will be the 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 overarching sort of brand. But Show My Homework, the values, the ethos, the people behind it, we're just going to be in all these other different spheres in education providing that same level of support and what the same are the other apps? What are the other
0: services?
3: So the other apps that we've got is uh, our, our content provider which is uh, an exclusive partnership with Collins okay, interesting. so you know Collins been in, in education for the last sort of 180 years um, so it's really good for us to be associated with a brand like that it's providing their, their content and their textbooks for Key Stage 3, Key Stage 4, Maths, English, Science being able to directly link that with their homework resources um, you know the textbooks go at sort of eight pound a book if it gets damaged if it gets lost it needs to be replaced this is all online content uh, a fraction of the price already linked with show my homework uh, following on from that it's, as I said it's the kudos app so okay. students if they're providing a really good piece of homework being able to give points and rewards Uh, for that so is
0: it kind of like a badge system type thing
3: kind of a badge system so they've been it expands beyond that so you know coming to lesson with the right uniform answering questions in an appropriate manner giving them points for that but also being able to take off points if there isn't a behavior that the school wants to see being able to provide detention lists saying why students are getting in trouble for being able to communicate that back to the home as well
0: and do you get a sense of or have you launched for long enough where you can see what kind of percentage uptake of all the other services your existing customers and schools will go for?
3: Yes, so it's it's been really interesting. We've gone really soft because the last thing we want to do is launch to 1,500 secondary schools, a product that isn't ready for market. So we've sort of dipped our toe in the water, tested it with some beta users. Uh, We're constantly, like as always, we show my homework. If you talk to schools that came on board in the first year, the product now is unrecognisable and it's based on the feedback namish regularly goes out to schools i still go out to schools, so we really want to be part of the education landscape because the classroom changes from week to week and if you take your you know, finger off the pulse yeah. you're already outdated and so it's really talking to our schools listening to our schools and working with them and that's what we're we're in the business for it's creating that long-term partnership
0: and how many people do you have on your whole team like your support team and
3: uh, so as a company, we're we're sort of seventy plus at the moment. Um, all all great people. I, I love coming to work, and it's the people that really drive me. Um, they're all same. They, you know, they share the same vision. They're passionate about education. They're passionate about raising standards. Um, and they're there to help. They just want to help. They're just naturally people that that want to do good in the world. And that's a real buzz working with people like that, like minded people that are up for the challenge, yeah. up for the fight. Because when we were here five years ago. We were off in one of these little alleyways, they called it Future Tech, but it was really the the outcasts, it was the people that people didn't really...
0: Know what to do with.
3: Yeah, so here you go, you sit there in the corner and, you know, to grow from there and to have these guys here where, you know, I I don't necessarily need to be here, this will just take place.
0: And... How did you and Namish like launch this? How did? What's the story behind that? I, I've <laughs> spoken to Namish before, but I've never met you before.
3: So. Yes, yeah, so Namish is really the, the face of, of Show My Homework. He had the, the assistant You were the head. shy
0: mastermind behind it all.
3: Yeah, I, th- yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so me and Namish have been friends from school days. Wow. That's um, so cool. And so he got fed up with technology and uh, how companies treated schools. You were really a number, and it was really the revenue that their school wanted. Whether you used the product or not didn't really matter uh, e-learning credits were the, the, the big buzzword and there was schools just you know just throwing money at stuff whether it worked in schools whether it didn't, it didn't make a difference no one really cared and so Namish was forced to kind of adopt these systems adopt these tools and then be the one that had to cascade it down to colleagues and so he was the, the, the bringer of bad news for his colleagues he thought oh, here's another system, you're trying to get us to do it, we all hate it it doesn't work but you're the bad guy, and so he wanted to make a difference. Um, said he needed some support. I was a good friend. I've been in sales, uh, not in educational sales, but in stocks and shares. I really, yeah. So kind of sold my soul to the devil. Um,
0: now you're now you're. Uh, I'm
3: making up for it now. Yeah, exactly. There we go. Um, and so he said, "Look, I've got an idea. I, I want to make a change in education. Come along for the journey. We're both still relatively young. We don't uh, have too much commitments." Um, and so that that was where we started it was me and him, one developer in a room with no natural light he was still in school so the day would sort of finish for the dev team at 6 o'clock, then names would get into the office and then it would sort of carry on for me and him
0: and so how many years ago was that now?
3: that was sort of 6 years ago now wow,
0: that's so quick seems
3: like a lifetime ago but. Uh,
0: and do you do anything with School 21? because I know you guys are out in Stratford
3: uh, we are, yeah, so we, uh, we sort of <coughs> Sort of partnering up on a mental okay. sort of scheme because yeah. they are a uh, very start Yeah. Um, so we actually had some of them in the office just before oh, Christmas. Okay.
0: Cool. Yeah, I need to. That's my, on my to-do list to go and uh, interview those guys. Yeah, we,
3: we've had a, we've had we've had a lot of support from other companies that have been in the education space, you know, before us, and you know they've given us a lot of advice, and so we're always happy to give other companies as long as they're not uh, trying to take our business or take our schools. Um, you know, but give them advice on, on the pitfalls that we've been through. You know, so they don't make the same mistakes as us because this has all been a whole learning experience.
0: And I mean, on that front, so we're at EdTech, uh, we're even at Bet 2017. Uh, have you had a chance or a sense of, even if you look at the exhibitor makeup, like where things are going or trends, or from your conversations? You
3: you're still built up by the um, the old boys club, so the more traditional companies are still the bigger stands, but we're sort of encroaching in that space and we do are seeing a lot more sort of edtech startups yeah. emerging. Um, hardware seems to be always every year the big focus but then yeah. you know my message to schools is, is look at what have you spent on hardware and what actually gets used because you see nice you know white tablets not going to mm-hmm. name brands but they're sat in you know server stacks gathering dust.
0: Yes. You know, yeah. teachers
3: don't get the training. They don't get the support. They get companies saying this is the best bit of equipment. But if teachers don't get that support and that training to use it in the classroom, they are just going to sit.
0: And who do you use for your CPD? So do you? It's all
3: internal. It's all so internal. we've we've got a great team that you know that sort of run bet for us. They lead on bet for us. They lead on our events. Um, you know, we we want guys that don't go to places with their hands in their pocket and look like they're bored yeah. out of their minds. We want people that are happy and excited to be here to work for us there's an amazing waft of uh,
0: popcorn
3: that that also helps i know know how you do it yeah (laughs) awesome
0: well and are you on twitter or how can people connect with you if they want to follow up Uh, yeah
3: linkedin face no i'm not on facebook uh but linkedin social media at team underscore satchel can get in touch with us okay uh phone linkedin smoke signals however anyone wants to get in touch with us Carry a pigeon. we're available indeed.
0: Excellent awesome thank you so much John. Thank you so I'm here with Badria Yousif, uh who's an IT advisor at the Ministry of Education for the UAE so I'd like to find out what innovations that you're focusing on uh, within schools across the UAE.
4: Yes, actually this year our participation as Ministry of Education is one of our strategic initiatives which it is Emirati School uh, is shaping the educational future. Okay, This is a new uh, initiative was established before two years. We are putting all our new strategy regarding to enhance education and develop education to reach the highest global standards we would like to be our country to be the, we can say as our ruler saying number one in education, we would like our country to be attractive even in education. We would like to reach the 21st uh, century's, uh, uh, what you can say, initiative or what, uh, regarding the education, okay? So this came in my, my our mind this year, Our participation in BIT should be different than previous years. Not to uh, announce about some programs or whatever, no. Our initiative this year was to announce about our strategy to enhance education through Emirati schools. All our initiative will be in these schools to be as a modern school, to be as attractive schools to be as attractive country to uh, let the other people from other countries to come to our countries for education not for other purpose okay and in addition to other things that we have like uh, to be uh, modern cities like the uh, way to be a nice countries at, uh, winter and, the and so is the IT advisor. Can you break yes. down the
0: strategy side? Yes.
4: Uh, these Emirati school will we focus in these Emirati school and uh, technology. We focus on innovation. We focus on creativity. We focus to shape the education future. This was the main task that we put for the Emirati school. Uh, we started by announcing this theme. We put this theme on our stand. We have uh, a big part here in our main stand to present the strategy of Emerity School and all the departments in the ministry who's working mm-hmm. for this initiative. And we have a lot of departments working for this. Mm-hmm.
0: And, and some of the um, exhibitors that you brought, yes, in the region, exhi-
4: what kind of things do they cover off? Yes, uh, our uh, of course our uh, initiative for Emirati School wasn't by ourselves only. It was with the partners, our partners, which we feel that we should let them participate with us. Even in the main stand, they are presenting yes. their their role with us to to reach the vision of the Emirati school. Uh, these are scheduled with us and they have their small stand with us. They can uh, announce about all their products for the visitors.
0: And, and what are the main areas that you would like to improve in terms of your strategy? So, uh, you mentioned creativity and Everything. The from the building tell the student. and is it about sort of pizza tables or is it about
4: students having 21st century skills or all mm-hmm. all of these things to reach the 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 global standards right okay oh we have another stand which is uh, we feel that we should put the innovation lab this is small uh, innovation lab mm-hmm. which will be similar to the innovation lab will be in the uh, emirati schools and the uh, smart classrooms emirati smart classrooms and we have life the uh, amendment for one class from our countries to be uh, shown here in the system
0: and is the focus on uh, like many other countries around the world around stem is it sort of science technology engineering math yes or yes the arts as they one? are
4: um, using some uh, programs with the, you can say it is like a learning program. The teacher using this program with the, uh, the student to show that education you can you can learn mm-hmm. from anywhere, anytime you would like, not from the school only. We are showing the the IT. For example, our partners here at the Salat they are announcing about our infrastructure in the school, mm-hmm. because it is they are our partners to build the infrastructure for these Emirati schools, mm-hmm. and the <laughs> connectivities, high connectivities that will be in these schools, and the use of the technology. So, yeah, so you've got the mobile operator, Etisalat. Etisalat, yeah, yeah. yes, it is uh, one of the big telecommunication in our countries, and they are worldwide. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you so wow. much.
0: And well, now I'm here, delighted to be connected through Dave Smith to uh, Soren Anderson And you're the ICT coordinator from a school in Sweden. Yeah, or it's, from is, the...
5: it's a school district in uh, to about 20, 200 kilometers north of, of Stockholm.
0: Okay.
5: And uh, we, we are about 37,000 people in in the community, and and, uh, and about 8,000 students.
0: Okay, and and I understand. So you've you've come to bet, obviously, to look at different ideas in education innovation, and you've been to visit uh, down in Havering. So, what exactly is it that you're you're looking for in terms of solutions or new ideas?
5: Um, well, it's, uh, we're looking for, for example, uh, new ideas to uh, to teach uh, the kids and. Uh, it's not so much the the hardware, more like how do the Englishman do it? Do it what they do in, in school. We we went to uh, to school cokhouse. Uh, it uh, it's very good. It was uh, quite different the, the the way we teach in Sweden, and uh, I really liked it.
0: And um, so, what was it about it that you liked? What was the uh, difference? Do you think?
5: Well, for first, they didn't focus so much on the hardware. It's, it's more like uh, they use the, the computers and, and uh, iPads if if it makes something to the to the learning. If not, they use paper and pens and, and okay. they, they all way, and it's uh, pretty good.
0: Is because? I'm surprised because um, my um, very vague understanding would be and my guess would be that Sweden is quite advanced in education so what I was hoping to understand is what are the particular educational needs that you think we
5: had we had uh, one-to-one computers for many years Uh, part of my school have had it since 1998 and Somewhere on the road, I saw that maybe we, we 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 think that if we just have the computer, it's it's going to be okay, everything. But it's not that easy.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: And uh, so we we have actually all the, the technical part we need, and we have to see if we can learn something from 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 Great Britain. And uh, uh, we I, I saw something. Uh, at uh, the, the talkwork school yesterday that could be another problem for the for a Brit- great britain and that's they don't seem to have seem to have the the uh, all the uh, data structure it structure um aboard yet because uh, kind of slow internet so, uh, simple in logging logging systems, um, lots of uh, hand job to to do to manage it. What I can see, so I hope that that they can learn something from us because we, we, we are a high tech counter, but it's. Uh, I think we missed something on the on the way. So you you
0: feel like perhaps the infrastructure is a bit more solid in Sweden. Yeah, but you, ha- but yeah. you have all these devices, but you need yeah. to learn like, or you can. Uh, there's more to learn around the pedagogy and the yeah. what to do with them.
5: Uh, yeah. Uh, if you, I mean, almost every every house and, and apartment in Sweden have high speed internet. I have hundred uh, megabit in and out from my house and. And, uh, that's that's usually what a people standard. have
0: interesting yeah. yeah interesting indeed and what what particular focus is there like a government a government initiative in terms of the types of uh, focus that you have for your students in terms of equipping them either with the skills that they're the government feel they need to do well in life
5: well uh, I'm not sure that we, we have a, a, a straight way where where we, we are going, but but it's it's they are working and and, and uh, on a on a say, uh, on a plan uh, in in a way that uh, I think that many people many of us thought that if we just have everything we need technical. It's going to be solve every problem, mm-hmm. but it didn't. So, so I I, I think that the government is kind of uh, surprised that. I mean, if you look at the the PISA results, we are not in the top. Mm-hmm. We are, where are we? Somewhere pretty low. So it can't be the computer. There have to be something else. So yeah, we have, we have, yeah.
0: So, is there like a, a government when when the PISA results came out? Yeah. You know, do you yeah. think there's now been an impetus? Has there been a um, has there has that helped people think? Okay, we need a plan B.
5: Yeah, so? absolutely. Mm-hmm. We, we are we are moving the, the, if, you sh- if you look at results from this year and last year, it's, it's much better, and especially in mathematics.
0: Thank you very much, Sören. Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Okay, brilliant. So it's uh, day two of BET. We're still all standing. And um, I'm here with Amanda Jackson, the Inspector of Standards and Effectiveness from Havering Education Services. And also with Dave Smith, um, who many of you will know from NACE previously, and uh, also Computing and Online Safety Advisor from Havering as well. So uh, welcome, Amanda.
6: Yeah, thank you. Nice to be here. So what brings you to BET? Oh, lots of different things. We come for many reasons, actually. We come to meet with some of our partners who we work with, but also to link up with school colleagues who we work with day to day, looking for new ideas, resources that we might want to um, you know, give advice on for, for schools and other people that we work with.
0: And I know that internationally you get quite a lot of international visitors to, we to find out what you're doing. So it must be, yes. mean that you're doing something right, and something really interesting. From that point of view, I mean...
6: What have you seen in terms of where things are going? Yeah, yes, you're right. We have had lots of international visitors, actually. We had a group from Denmark um, only about a month ago. And the thing that they were really interested in was the micro bits and some of the small technical kits that, uh, that they could take back to their countries. We've had a little bit of interest in that um, locally in our schools as well, but lots of schools that we've spoken to about coming to bet have really been interested in some of the virtual reality headsets, thinking about augmented reality and how they can bring some of that into their classroom. Um, What's your opinion on that? Because I think I have mixed feelings on it. (laughs) Yeah, same. We're still, you know, waiting to see some outcomes. We had one of our school's... Um, Crowlands Primary School was actually featured on the one show on BBC One oh, really? they were doing um, some virtual reality where they were trying to get you know children engaged with the topic yeah. I think it can work really well when you've got really good context good ideas it can't ever replace a, a good trip somewhere yes. but it can mean that you can get children to see things that they wouldn't ordinarily be able to see I think it's quite interesting as well I mean
0: um, talking about student-teacher ratio and so for example you know, Dave and I were talking about this yesterday. You can't always get kids, as well, given budgets, no. uh, into
6: a lab environment. But that's if you it. can recreate that, and they're able to sort of have yes. the next best experience. Well, I'd I'd it. Some of the augmented reality stuff. When you're looking at, you know, parts of the body, mm-hmm. you know, you can get into the heart and the lungs and different things. And yeah. you know, we had some students that were doing some things with the LGFL Mayan project, where they can see some of the artifacts and the old buildings, which yes. you know you won't be able to go and visit any of those things. But they can yeah. see 360 degrees. And that scale as well. Yeah. So all of these artifacts that you can't get out on, a, yeah, you know, in a physical
0: form. But if that's your niche, that's your interest area that yes. you can then go and investigate. Um, and as I understand it, so you've launched a project uh, quite recently, so can you tell us a little bit more yeah, about that? Yeah,
6: so we've, over the last few years we've worked really com- closely with the company Rising Stars, who are publishers. So we launched Switched On Computing uh, ooh, about two or three years ago now, um, and we've continued that partnership. And we've worked on Switched On Minecraft, which um, has 18 units for Key Stage 1 and 2. So it's not just about teaching Minecraft, it's about um, cross-curricular resources, using Minecraft to engage pupils in the topic, Um, but it is all cross-curricular, looking at things like geography and history, where Minecraft could be um, part of the work that they're doing. Um, Lots of links with mathematics as well, because they're obviously building um, things in a virtual world, but they're looking at scale, they're looking at ratio, size, Um, so some really exciting projects there. Um, the other one that we're working on, um, which just launched at Bet actually this week, is switched on online safety. Um, again, which is a primary resource for Key Stage 1 and 2. Really excited about that. We've trialled it in some of our schools and they've found the units to be really engaging, and very different to some of the things that they might have used before. So really excited about that one.
0: And so can I um, delve a little bit more into exactly what that project's about? So obviously it's about online safety, yes. but you know, the main modules of it. Yeah, or?
6: so it's... Um, what we've tried to do is bring together all areas of online safety in one place because there's lots of fabulous resources already out there. So we haven't tried to replace those. What we've tried to do is bring some of those things together. So we're looking at um, all areas of online safety, looking at leadership. So there's some policy documents, looking at what makes good policy, good leadership of online safety, as well as curriculum resources as so lesson plans, uh, medium term plans for teachers to use. Um, and it's all backed up with things like pupil videos and teacher videos. Um, so there's some some things for pupils to do in terms of activities so they can watch videos um, and think about consequences and risks some of the things, make decisions on what they might have done. So the idea is that it's a resource that will help to you know, build all areas of online safety um, rather than just the curriculum resources, lots of things around leadership and the key thing really also is engaging parents one of the big issues we've got with online safety is that we talk a lot about it in school but parents often feel confident to talk to their child about their activities so there's lots of things all the way through the resource to try and get the school and the families working together so children have some things that they can take home work with their families on um you know different guidelines and activities that they might be doing so you know really all-round uh, fabulous project we're really pleased with it yeah, very interesting yeah i hope to uh, speak to some
0: of your partners about some of these projects as well and dave can i ask you a couple of questions certainly sophie so uh everyone's going to be interested so you're leaving nace as well
7: um <coughs> i left, NACE, left in the, nace in the autumn ah. absolutely well ah, we had a lot of work on in in havering <coughs> yeah so the substantive role in havering takes up a lot of our time making sure that we're providing the mm. you know the, the you know the curriculum materials for our schools is a is a very important part of what we do um so nace has an has a, important part to play in, a, in the uk uh edtech uh, um structure and uh under the uh, leadership of Mark Chambers and the board there um i hope to continue to um you know to lobby government uh be involved in with partnerships with others but actually even since i've i've left nace as the there's the chair and stepped down from the board as well um it's, it's been delighted to be involved in other other aspects for example just before christmas that uh, you know to get together via uh, BISA Uh, as the the, the meeting at the Department for Education and Business and and Energy and Industrial Strategy around looking at the possibility, hopefully, of us having digital strategy in schools. And that's something that we desperately need. We need to be driving on that with with our schools. So, um, yeah, so... um, you know, NACE continues uh, a pace, and I know that Mark um, will tell you, tell you if you speak to him this week around the procurement frameworks and all sorts of other things. Yep, we all need to be working together to be lobbying for effective education technology in this country Absolutely.
0: and beyond. and and you uh, continue to host your international colleagues. So we we bumped into some Swedish uh, yeah. Swedish friends yesterday.
7: Uh, Sanvikens commune who who came to to see us again this week. It's, it goes back almost ten years, where we took teachers own, over uh, with the British Council Teachers International Professional Development trip. And we've had many trips abroad, and uh, and um, we visited different places. Amanda and I were last year were in Qatar doing some training for uh, teachers over there on the Switched On. Uh, on Switched On, um, but also um, not only that, but we, as, as Amanda mentioned, we've had the, the visitors from Denmark. Who are keen to come again next year as well and um, so it was really good yesterday because we were working on a on a three country project um, to look at how we might link on those issues around online safety um, so the danes in particular were interested in coding and did some work with us on that but this online safety is, is a common theme across the countries and um, working through that partnership is a, is a good way that we can perhaps not only expand the work that we've been doing with our schools but also grow the practice in other countries and and find out what they're doing as well because it's a very different very different model in scandinavia to what, and particularly sweden to what we do here with online safety
0: so what are those differences because i think people would be very interested in this oh yeah
7: (laughs) i mean i I think it was an interesting thing and i went there in 2011 for the first time that the the internet was unfiltered The, the whole idea of the students taking responsibility for their use ...of the technology, the, the online activity... ...which is something that we should be aware of... ...and we have been aware of as well. But it's, um, you know, no filtering. And even when we were talking to the guys this week... ...and, and, and mentioning that, ...so we didn't have the filtering in it... ...we took the group into one of our schools... ...and they were talking about the, the difference... ...and one of the things that they said was that... ...in the, um, in the Swedish authority... That, the, ...that all the students have a, a laptop of their own... ...and they're able to install their own programs... ...on, their, on the devices and uh, it was quite interesting to see the reaction of the technician in the school and also the um, and the deputy head in the, what, the children are allowed to install their own yes they are so yeah that's that that's one of the differences really uh, but
0: and and has that been successful for them or well they, you
7: know they would say they would yeah. It's been successful because so they. The uh, yes, yeah. so it's it's a very different philosophy, and if you go to Scandinavia, that's that is particularly Sweden. You do you do notice that you go onto the playground in the school when there, there'll be piles of ice and snow outside. Yeah. The children will be playing ice hockey, sliding down piles of snow, climbing up trees with no teachers on duty. And when you say when you talk to the um, to the members of staff in the school, they said, "Why do you need anyone? We sit in the staff room. If there's a problem, they come and knock on the door. So why are you worried? Yeah." <laughs> different philosophy
0: but it's a fair one and, and I can see yeah. I can see the argument I mean this is I had my friend uh, speaking on a panel yesterday and she worked um, uh, at the tinkering school and they, mm. I don't know if you've seen that but they did a TED talk and the basic philosophy based out in America is that let's not hide all these basically quite dangerous tools from children let's teach them how to use them so you know things like drills and so on and Mm. and making things with them but teaching them responsibility through that
7: absolutely i mean you you know away from the ed tech and to more towards the d-tech so to speak um if you go into a preschool in sweden You'll find they've got workbenches like you would find in a garage,
0: yeah.
7: Okay, and that you would find that they will have tools and uh, you know full-size drills and and saws and things like that. Which you know where we've um, over the years. Had, Amanda's uh, having a heart Absolutely, <laughs> small hacksaws and whatever. And uh, uh, yeah, fantastic. But uh, yeah, that's it's a, a it's a different philosophy and different way of working. But then and that does then extend to the tech as well. I think they're looking more towards what we're doing. Yeah. But with a concern that maybe we're doing too much of that, and then. Yeah controlling things too much for the for the students and actually maybe not getting them to take as much responsibility of their own yeah, although we'd yeah. argue that they are we are getting them to take yeah. responsibility right but it's an interesting philosophical debate so hopefully this international work that we'll do with them small scale and we'll see how it goes my we might get some outcomes of that which will be some learning for everyone
0: and are there any other sort of international nuances that you've seen and either taken stuff on mm. or made you Provokes some thoughts. um. Yeah, we
7: we have a very strong link uh, with Japan as well, Havering, over many years. Very kindly initially connected via the Elmo company um, through um, visualizers. Uh, for a few years ago so we have got a delegation coming next week to the authority uh, from the japan association for the promotion of education technology and they're very interested in in looking to see what's happening in computing in this country and japan is about to change its uh, curriculum in a couple of years time they take it they do it every 10 years so uh, that's that's what they do and they've been exploring and they've been visiting us over the last two two or three years looking at what we're doing to see how we can do it and it's like Technology and the Japanese is like exporting coal to Newcastle, isn't it? You know <laughs> what I mean. It's, it's a sort of, it's you know, the, the sort of idea. So, um, but what's what's interesting um, from from that relationship is that they have been very um, interested in looking at what's happened in terms of the computer science implementation here, yes. seeing what we're doing right, what needs is to they're be replicating
0: improved? the compulsory. Uh, coding curriculum is that right yeah Mm
7: -hmm. and so and therefore and as a result of that they want to make sure they get it right before they implement it so they're very conservative of a small c Mm -hmm. in terms of um, how they go about doing things but um, you know we have visits backwards and forwards and and this is just another one coming up and this time they're bringing with them four of the major corporations of of Japan you know Panasonic NEC Mm -hmm. Uh, you've got uh, Fuji and Hitachi coming as well yeah. to look. So they've got not only is it the educationalists on the, the front line, but also the industry supporting as well. Yeah. So that's a good model, the industry and education working together to find the right pathways of what we need to do. So that it, it, it's very encouraging. So looking at the way that they're going about things is a very good thing. So we, we look forward to them visiting um, to come to one of our schools next week and also to having a chat with us as well.
0: Exciting. Uh, and do those guys get to meet the students as well? Of
7: course. <laughs> of course. They, they, in, in the school they're going into, they, um, the digital leaders will be talking to them, telling them what they've been up that's to. That's
0: a great experience for them as
7: well. Uh, it's a brilliant experience. You know, looking outwards, seeing that they've, they've got visitors from overseas coming to the, and it You know, going back to this point of, you know, Coles to Newcastle, our teachers getting people coming in from Japan, and it's always been interesting to them saying, well, actually, I've got a Canon projector and a Hitachi this and whatever that. So don't they use all that technology in Japan? And it's been, it was interesting for me, having been over there a couple of times to, to visit and uh, talk at conferences in, in Japan, that, um, you know, from my, my experience, I think we use education technology a lot more mm. uh, in our schools than, I, than I've noticed in Japan, which is, which is great for the UK ed tech sector, isn't it, really? Yes.
0: Thanks for listening, everyone. If you enjoyed this week's episode, make sure you come back for number two and three of the Bet EdTech Trends episodes and leave your feedback via Twitter, Anchor or speakpipe.com forward slash the EdTech Podcast. Next week, I'll be in conversation directly with the Japan Association for the Promotion of Educational Technology during one of their school visits in the UK, plus coding company Tinker, primary school students from London and world-renowned musician and tech enthusiast Imogen Heap, among others. If you're on the lookout for inspiring events coming up, you should also check out the upcoming Innovate My School series across the country, which are free for school leaders if you sign up at innovatemyschool.com forward slash upcoming dash events. I'll also be chairing events at EdSpace next week on Thursday and at the London Book Fair in a few weeks. And if you're a company looking to work with creative university students, Loughborough University London are hosting a cool event this Wednesday, which I'm planning to go along to. All details in the show notes. Have a great week, everyone, and keep your comments coming in. Bye-bye.